This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia welcoming you to Great News and God's Views, free on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. We invite you to listen in every Sunday for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity, highlighting preaching of the Word, classic songs, hymns and spiritual songs. We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today, Christ calls us to demonstrate love one for another. Overcoming Barriers Part of the Gospel's resurrection message is the breaking down of human prejudices and barriers that separate humanity. All have sinned according to God's word, and all who receive the grace of God are assured the hope of eternal life promised through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Some would be willing to give salvation to any and all people, but hold back certain privileges in the kingdom to those they do not deem worthy to receive them. This text is another example of scripture confronting our Christian or religious bigotry. We read from Acts chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him, saying, Thou wentest into men uncircumcised, and didst eat with them. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning, and expounded it by order unto them, saying, I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. A certain vessel descended, and as it had been a great sheet, let down from heaven by four corners, and it came even to me, upon the which, when I had fastened my eyes, I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. I heard a voice saying unto me, Arise, Peter, slay and eat. But I said, Not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, what God hath cleansed, that call not common. Caught in the tradition. The brothers were angry at Peter because he broke the tradition of not association with the Gentiles. Peter's own prejudice in this area would be tested later, but here he had to defend his actions as being directed from God. Here is the hard part of this story. Many times God's desires have little to do with our traditions. We work to preserve traditions out of respect for our ancestry and to firmly establish our identity. Meanwhile, God is working to do a new thing in our midst. He desires to break the previously held notions and humanly imposed limitations. Although we resist the very concept of change, God is moving to change our identity, to make us look different, to comparison to previous generations, and more like him. 
In short, when we work to preserve our identity and history, we could be working against what God is doing in our lives. Choose to move God's way. As usual, God uses things we can understand to explain things we cannot grasp. Peter's given a vision of impure food and directs by God to eat it. The issue was not food, it was the preservation of a tradition that included some from kingdom privileges. Peter is confident of his righteousness in this regard, for nothing unclean ever entered his mouth, forgetting that his Lord taught that it was what came out of a man's mouth that defiled him. God will clean whatever vessel he chooses. Not only can God use Gentiles, he can and will also clean Peter up spiritually to be used for the kingdom. Peter must be cleansed of this bigotry, which makes him choose his way over God's command. It seems God has this notion that he is God and can expect obedience from his servants, even to step over their traditions. God corrects Peter's self-justification and makes it clear that obedience is better than following the routine of religion. Moreover, Peter is not left to simply agree with the proposition that human-imposed barriers in the kingdom are wrong and must be destroyed. No, Peter is confronted with his personal prejudices and must apply the principles to his actions. His speech alone will not, not suffice here. He must be a dark doer of the word and not a hearer only. God places a task in front of him that he can handle. Peter can choose obedience in this instance. God has not changed. He is looking to destroy the humanly imposed barriers that segment the body of Christ. He will challenge us where he, we live to move past our human traditions and to be transformed into what he has created us to be. His body operates with Christ at the head and all parts are to conform in obedience without fragmentation. You are listening to Great News in God's Views on Free FM 89.0. Our first music today, Blessed Assurance. Fanny Crosby, born in 1820, is heralded as one of the world's most prolific and talented hymn composers. Blind from shortly after birth, Fanny nonetheless wrote 8,000 hymns. She was visiting her friend Phoebe Knapp at the Knapp House was having a large pipe organ installed. The organ was incomplete, so Mrs Knapp, using the piano, played a new melody she just composed. When Knapp asked Crosby, what do you think the tune says, Crosby replied, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. The hymn first appeared in 1873. Blessed assurance.
Most people have experienced the frustration of failing to find a location because they've been given confusing directions. But even though humans can often be hopeless at giving directions, the humble honeybee manages to give excellent directions, even though it does so in a very unusual way. Scientists have long known that when honeybees discover a new food source, they return to the hive and perform a special dance that remarkably informs the other bees where to find the food. But this dancing mode of communication is so complicated that it took Austrian naturalist Carl von Frisch 20 years to decipher it. Since complicated dance routines require the planning and forethought of an intelligent choreographer, wouldn't it be reasonable to conclude that a super-intelligent mind programmed the bees with this remarkable form of communication? To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We continue today's program with Glorious Things of Thee Are Spoken, written by the English poet and clergyman John Newton. Newton wrote the words from personal experience. He grew up without any particular religious convictions, but his life's path was formed by a variety of twists and coincidences that were often put into motion by his objection to the requirements of unquestioned obedience to orders. He was conscripted into the service in the Royal Navy, and after leaving the service he became involved in the Atlantic slave trade. In 1748, a violent storm battered his vessel off the coast of County Danegawal Island so severely that he called out to God for mercy, a moment that marked his spiritual conversion. He continued his slave trading career until 1755, when he ended seafaring altogether and began to study Christian theology. His most famous work is Amazing Grace. We play now Glorious Things of the Aspect.
A Brief Glimpse of Heaven Every now and then you hear some well-meaning soul say something like this, Even if there were no life after death, even if God doesn't exist, living the Christian life on earth would still be worth it all. This seemingly noble sentiment is a feeble effort to remind us that the Christian life does make a difference here and now, but it's precisely because of our eternal hope that the suffering of the present life pale by comparison to the full manifestation of God that shall be revealed in us. We read from Revelation chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adored for her husband. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away their tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these things are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. God is doing a new thing. That phrase comes from the lyrics of the Christian rap group, Do Talk. John's vision of a new heaven and a new earth is a reminder of God's new thing agenda. The temporal order of the first heaven and earth is transitory. Mere physical existence is but a vapour. And it's a poor substitute for life. Jesus said he came that we might have a full life, not merely subsistence existence. In the Hebrew mind, the sea was to be feared. It was an insurmountable boundary. John's vision is of a new order where there are no longer any boundaries. In that new order, we shall know with the same depth and clarity by which we are known to by God. Heaven is a place. Looking toward the cross, Jesus told his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. Heaven is that prepared place for a prepared people. The people of God are called the Bride of Christ. Our eternal abode is a fantastic union of humankind to the power and presence of God. Heaven is a wonderful place of no more. The list of human ills and the pangs and pathos of existence seemingly endless. Yet heaven is a place where God says no more to death, mourning, crying or pain. The old cycle of birth, life and death is displaced by God's new order. Heaven is a place where new has come. The new has come. How many New Year resolutions do you remember? How many have you kept? The sad reality is that it takes more than good intentions and the turning of the pages of the calendar to make a new start. 
We enter a new year with the old self and soon fall back into our familiar rut. But as Paul Harvey says, now for the rest of the story. I saw a button some years ago with the initials P-B-P-G-I-N-F-W-M-Y, which stood for the phrase, Please be patient, God is not finished with me yet. I hope all of us are a work in progress, a Christian under construction. There's coming a day when God's construction project will be complete and the new will stand fulfilled. Jesus says in that day the old order has ceased to be and the new has come to fruition. In the meantime, we live in the light of our ultimate destiny. Free from the fear of death, we can now embrace life to the fullest. A new Christian once began reading his Bible, but like many became impatient with the gradual unfolding of the redemption story. So he turned to the last chapter of Revelation and said with a sigh, In the end, God wins. This is why the Christians face death differently from non-Christians. We do grieve, but not with the hopeless and helpless grief of the world. We know that our goodbyes are not final, they're only until then. It was the doctrine of the resurrection and the eternal hope it gives that enlivened the early church. Paul said, If Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. However, because of his confidence in the resurrection power of God, he concluded this wonderful chapter of hope with, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labour is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you for joining us today for great news and God's views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or tune in and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our closing music today, Draw Me Nearer, with lyrics by Fanny Crosby and music by William Howard Duane. Fanny's mother once sympathised with her about her blindness and she told her mother that if she were offered a sight back that day, she would not accept it. She felt if she'd had her normal sight, she probably would not have written any of her hymns. She noted that the first face she would see would be Jesus. She attended the New York School for the Blind for 35 years, both as a student and teacher, and began writing hymns at the age of 40. She wrote over 8,000. We play now Draw Me Nearer.
For more episodes of this Community Access Radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.